The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Hello everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. Live on Port Fan Radio, I'm your host Mac 19 and joining me as always, the Rickster. How are you buddy? Mate, I'm good. I'm still breathing. The world's still plodding along, so can't complain. What about you? That's it, mate. The show goes on. Footy's back. It does. For the time being. We'll see how long it, it lasts, but uh, it's here for now. It's uh, it's a crazy world. Were you expecting the game to get up? I'm not sure. At the start of the week, no. Definitely not. I thought they'd cancel it, but um, when they reached sort of yesterday morning and they hadn't made a decision yet then I thought oh they'll they'll play at least one round they'll play so we'll see what happens uh but yeah it's uncertain times isn't it in terms of uh well in terms of everything but uh in regards to football like we don't know what's going to happen next week if we've got games next week if they're going to try and squeeze in you know five games in three weeks or something or whatever's happening so it's uh yeah I guess we just got to enjoy the footy while it's here because it may not be here should for much they, longer. Should, should they have started? No, I don't think they should have. I think it's a mistake. And, but... why, and why do you think they shouldn't have started? Well, I just think it's risking. It's, it's just too risky. I don't know. I, I don't see the point in starting without crowds. Like, you know, just delay the whole season. Mm. It's just going to put too much pressure on clubs. Well... It's interesting, isn't it? Like the players are really going to have to compromise um, um, their lifestyle to not get infected. I mean, obviously, we're all most of us are taking precautions, unless you're a non-believer. Um, but uh, you know, these guys are going to have to be completely insulated. I was talking to a friend of mine today about maybe they they all need to sleep in, at the club or something. Freeman apparently are saying unless their wives work from home, um, the partners and the players can't be together. Yeah, it's bizarre. But that's the world we live in at the moment, mate. Uh, Richmond and Carlton are playing they, in are, front of an are, empty stadium at the moment, and we've got an empty chat room, so it's affecting all of us. So it's, yeah, uh... it's tumbleweed. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for the chat, and where where are they? Come come at me, bro. That's hey? it. But, but uh, yes, did you see the players? Mate. Did you think the players um, were a bit greedy, selfish? Seems to be a view from a few people. It's a hard one. Yeah, it does seem to be a popular view that um, you know they want to keep all their money. And look, I guess that's fair enough. They got contracts, so I think uh, you know they've they've got to look after themselves. I guess I just, I just think it's interesting, like, you've got the biggest leagues in the world, like the NBA, the EPL, all of that, they're all shutting down, but Aussie rules and NRL continue on. Just something doesn't seem right there. Well, uh, you know, I don't really want to make this political, but it just seems to be the way it's been over the last couple of weeks. You know, we've just been behind the eight ball uh, from the get-go, really, since this started, and it's just... just you know, being that sort of Aussie, she'll be right, mate, sort of attitude until it's been a bit too late and now it's here and now, you know, we've got the exponential growth going and 
yeah, it, it is what it is. I think, and this is Mate, just another <laughs> example of that. It's still, um, it's still a. Uh, there is. Uh, I had a client argue with me yesterday because I wanted to do a virtual appointment with them, uh, yep. mortgage appointment. Yep. And they said, "No, we don't do technology. Uh, we we insist that you meet us face to face." And I said, "Well, sorry, <laughs> that ain't going to happen." Yeah. And she's like, "Well, it, it's just a big scare tactic. It's not even real." And uh, and I'm like, "Well, it could be. It couldn't be, but." I ain't risking it. <laughs> and, not uh, even real. There you like, go. <laughs> yeah, it's not real. It doesn't exist. It's just a cold, mate. Get over it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it's an interesting time. And I just hope everyone out there that does listen and downloads, uh, you know, you, you work your way through it. Um, you know, I know lots of people are out of jobs and, you know, it's going to be a really tough time for certain market segments, you know, that are really exposed badly to it. So, um yeah, if uh, any listener needs to needs to just chat and ask any finance questions, they're more than welcome to uh, uh, give me a call or reach out to me, and I'm happy to just have a quick chat and see how I can help in any capacity. Absolutely. Hopefully, all our listeners out there are safe and um, and won't be too affected by this and and what's coming for sure. But look, there is uh, a game going on uh, this weekend at the moment. Um, which mm. is, uh, and we'll get onto that now, it's Port Adelaide who play Gold Coast at Metricon Stadium this Saturday night in front of uh, zero people. Uh, this will be the 12th match between Port and Gold Coast, with uh, Port leading the head-to-head 10-1. to uh, The last match between the teams was in Round 9 last year, with Port winning comfortably by 38 points. Uh, Farrell and Frampton kicked three goals each, whilst Travis Boat picked up the three Brownlow votes. Um as I said, Gold Coast have only beaten us the once. That's a largely memorable occasion uh, for their first ever win, mate. Mm. We've got a good record, though. It's uh, We've also got a history of coughing up very good records against sides, too. So um, it's an interesting team for me because the Gold Coast team, there's, there's a lot of names that I don't really know too much about. So and what are your... Is that a good or a bad thing? Well, it could be either. Yeah. What's, what's your expectations of uh, Gold Coast this year? Well, not much, to be honest. I mean, if you go back to um, Chris Judd and what he said about, uh, you know, Port Adelaide when we recruited those four people in and you know, how he, and he was right. He, he copped a lot of shit from a lot of our supporters, but he was right, wasn't he? You know, it takes time to transition and, you know, they've got some... They recruited some great young players, but uh, you know it's going to take time for them to gel. And uh, I just don't like banking too much on preseason form. Preseason has made plenty of us look silly before, and it could be another one. It has absolutely. Look, my expectation is uh, Gold Coast will continue to develop this year, and I think they'll win around the six to eight games. Uh, I can't see them having another eighteen game losing streak this year. Uh, I think they've got too much talent now to put up poor performances like that on a regular basis again. You know, they've got a few more senior players around. A lot of those sort of second to fourth year guys look like they've improved a bit as well. So I don't think they'll be mass easy beats this year. Um, but I don't really see them making finals either. So, I mean, I'm just looking at their um, at their team now. So you've got Jack Lukosius in the back lines. You know, how how's he going to operate as a defender? Um, Caleb Graham, was he at uh, Richmond? No. No, he's no, a young kid. 
He's only like 19 so or 20, young Uderick, I haven't seen that name too much of, you know. He's, he's a they've got a top. lot of young. Yeah, there's a lot of young kids there. I mean, you've got Brandon Ellis, what you've got Hugh Greenwood, on ballers, Lockie Weller. You know, they're, they're, some of those are serviceable players, but, you know, it, I don't know. It, uh, who knows? But, I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm with you. I think six to eight might be their range. Yeah. And you mentioned pre-season form. And look, Gold Coast did look very, very good this pre-season. You know, they smashed along by 11 goals and they followed that up with a, a close win against the Crows away from home as well. And, you know, they've got a number of players that look to be in great early form. They look fit. Um, guys like McPherson, Greenwood, Brody, uh, Swallow, Ellison, Ainsworth have all had pretty big pre-seasons. So uh, they're at least going into this game with a bit of confidence. Hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. Let's face it, the Crows suck though, right? They're going to have a shit year this year. They're, you know, they're they're in rebuild, even if they're not saying it. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I'm not hanging my hat on too much on Gold Coast, and uh, I'm going to jinx us, and I'm quite optimistic on how we should perform on Saturday night. That's it. Let's look at uh, Port Adelaide's lineup uh, for the first game this season, and I guess the first player I want to talk about is Mitch Georgiades. He's a uh, the debutante is in. He's named on the interchange bench. He'll spend a bit of time up forward um, and hopefully kick a couple of goals for us. I'm excited. Uh, I think it's great. You know, I, you know, I, I thought he was okay in the trial games for a, a, a young player. You know, and he, as we spoke about, he, he went for the ball. Um, you know, he wasn't afraid to go for the big mark and try and create a contest, which I think is what we need. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good, especially with Dixon out. Um, that at least they've banked on two young tools in Marshall and Georgiades, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Absolutely. And look, you mentioned Charlie Dixon there, and that is a huge exclusion for our team. Uh, we mentioned, Big. I think, in the first or second podcast how we were pretty much relying on Charlie this year to kick you know, quite a few goals to help us kick winning scores. Um, do you feel like that's going to have a, a big effect on the outcome of this game? Uh, I think so. I, um, uh, yeah, I've been critical of Charlie, but I thought his preseason looked really strong. Yeah. Um, so it's a big, it's a big loss that his abductor didn't come up, and I, I understand why they didn't pick him. Um, I, I just think it's a bit disappointing uh, that we didn't back in our structure and uh, and choose another tall to replace him. Um, that's that would have been my ideal scenario. Um, you know, bring in the next best hole, whoever that is. Um, but yeah, we didn't have the courage to do that. But you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully uh, the great Brad Ebert can fill his role dutifully. Well, I guess the next best hole would have been Wiley Buzzer, but we do have Justin Westhoff. He's named on the bench as well. I imagine he'll play that sort of full forward role, like he did round one last year. Uh, the micro section I saw of. Um, Hinkley's uh, press conference just now. Um, yeah, it looked like he mentioned Westhoff backing up there, so he'll yeah. be the, the third talk. He'll be floating around everywhere, depending on the game, I would imagine. For sure. The next person that I do want to talk about, and you mentioned his name, there was Brad Ebert, who uh, we were pretty critical of uh, through the preseason. Uh, he didn't look like he was in great form, uh, but he has been named. He's been named at full forward. He probably, obviously won't play there, but... Uh, uh, he will be playing in that sort of forward line. Uh, do you think? How do you feel about Brad Ebert being named after his preseason form? 
How do you think I feel, Macca? Uh, probably a bit disappointed that he's getting a run. Look, I mean, I just don't know how we can substantiate um, playing Braddy, but it's the ultra-conservative selection, which has been really Ken Hinckley's undoing over the last five seasons as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he, he really only played a quarter and a half in that second trial game, and he really didn't have that much influence whatsoever. And, you know, and we've been quite respectful of Brad and uh, of what he's sacrificed for the club over the years. But um, I just don't see how we can justify Brad. And let's be honest, I'd, we either should have played Laddams or Hayes or even Wiley Buzzer or I'd tried to pick a uh, informed sport, or even Brad, uh, Jared Leanett, who kicked two goals. I mean, shit, I'd rather see Leanett play than Brad either, to be honest. Yeah. And I don't think Leanett should be playing. Yeah, it's a confusing one. I can see maybe why they've done it with Dixon out. You know, he's a decent mark. He's He'll kick, maybe kick a goal or two. But, you know, he didn't have a very good preseason. He barely played in the second game. And uh, I don't know. I would have preferred Farrell if we were going to go someone small or, as you said, maybe someone like Laddams. Uh, because the next person we're going to talk about is Scott Lysett, who did get injured in that last game. Do you feel like he's uh, he's back ready to go for round one? Well, they picked him, so they're either desperate or he's fit, ready to go. I mean, again, I wouldn't say his uh, preseason form has been, you know, glorified, fantastic. But I guess I can understand why you pick Scott Lysett. It's a, it's another, it's a safe, but it's a more safer bet than say Brad Ebert. Um, yep. But. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would have just really hoped for a bit of courage and yeah, definitely Laddams especially. But um, hopefully his ankle holds out <laughs> holds out the whole game. That's all we can hope for. Yes. Uh, one of the big questions we raised uh, in the first few podcasts we did was uh, whether we would go Stephen Motlop or Kane Farrell. We've, uh, we've named Stephen Motlop Farrell's an emergency. Are you happy with that decision, mate? Uh, look, six of one, half a dozen of the other, really. I mean... What do we got? We've got, um, I'm just trying to see, we've got uh, second-year player Dersma, we've got Rosie, second-year player, Zach Butters, second-year player, uh, Georgie Artis, first-year player. So we've got a we've got a relatively reasonable amount of newish players in the team. Yeah, I'd even, even though Todd's four years in, he's still, you know, maybe two-season player really at best. So... I think we've uh, I think we've got enough young players in there, so I can I can see an argument. And Motlop wasn't horrendous in the in the trial game, so I, I can see why they've probably gone for some experience with Motlop over uh, over uh, Kane Farrell. I mean, you're a bit of a Farrell fan, but can you see why they selected Stephen? Oh, absolutely. As we said, it was sort of one each in the preseason games. You know, Motlop had the great one in the first one. Farrell was better in the second one. They've gone with the experience. That's fine. Um, I don't really have a problem with that, but um, as we said, you know, it's Motlop's spot to lose now. Like he's got to perform because there's people knocking on the door. Well, that's the, that's the important thing, right? So fingers crossed that you know the coaches, not just Hinkley, but the coaches, actually reward these um, these people that are in the reserves that show form. But how do they show form, Macca? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? Like how, <laughs> with the state leagues um, suspended until, what, the end of May? Uh, that's a long time. That's a long way away. 
Um, you know, you've got to be concentrating on sort of training track form, I guess, or I don't know if they're going to organise. I think I read somewhere that um, a couple might have been either the two Queensland teams or the two Sydney teams, but their reserves teams are going to have a couple of trial games against each other uh, just to keep fitness up. Um, you know, maybe we might see Port and the Crows do that again uh, in the next few weeks. I think they're going to have to. They've got no choice. Like, I mean, what else can you do? I mean, you can't. I can understand you can't expect the SA and NFL players to have the same amount of sacrifice as AFL players due to the salary differential. But um, yeah. the, those reserve, reserve players have to uh, play in some capacity. So unless... Um, Maybe uh, two Melbourne clubs join in as well, for example. And, you know, so a Melbourne club and a Port, the Port club form one reserve team and, uh, and the Crows and a, a Melbourne club form another reserve team to make up the numbers, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I bust think it, the... Bust it over. Yeah. Uh, the other um, selection query that we had was whether we would go McKenzie or, or Leanit. And we've chosen Trent McKenzie. Are you happy with that decision? I would have preferred, preferred neither. Um, I, uh, I guess it really depends on how they uh, play McKenzie, to be honest. But he's not, as we've discussed, he's not a uh, he's not a key position defender, and uh, we haven't seen him use his attributes um, how he's supposed to. So, um, you know, with his booming kick in italic brackets, um, I just yeah, it's again. I guess maybe it's maybe Dixon's injury saved him, but I would have the same thing. I'd, I'd rather Mackenzie out, a tall replacement for Dixon in, and just Justin West off that floating defender, and that's saying something. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't really see a matchup for Trent Mackenzie at the moment. Looking at the the lineups, um, you would think Cleary might take Ben King. Uh, Jonas will probably take Sam Day. And they don't really have a, a third toll. Peter Wright's not named. Um, which is a bit of a surprise. Um, maybe he might be coming late, I don't know, but uh, you'd expect Jack Lukosius to stay down back. He's played there the second half of last year and all the preseason sort of games. So I don't really see a, a natural matchup for McKenzie. Maybe we might see him sneak forward for us. Maybe. I mean... I would like yeah, it. <laughs> maybe a, a winger, maybe? Maybe a bit of a run on the wing? Maybe. Maybe. Um, who are your danger players for the opposition, mate? Um, I guess there has to be some, doesn't it? There, uh, I just wonder, like Sam, you know, I'm going to maybe Sam Day and Ben King, the two tall forwards. I mean, they've got the both of them have got a bit of height to them. Sam Day really has never done too much against us, and I don't know if he's done too much ever in the AFL, to be honest, but. I just wonder, like, you know, if they do get a bit of mid- midfield supply, whether those two tall forwards with that extra height uh, could be a little bit influential against our shorter back line. Yeah. Well, look, we do, as we said, we've got Westhoff that can go back there as well, McKenzie as well. So we've got some tall options if one of Day or King sort of get off the leash a little bit. Um, but yeah, King's they, in they... the high 190s though, right? King's 202, yeah. So he's pretty yeah. tall, mate. And so, he's got big reach as well. But um, Mackenzie's only 191. McKenzie, so the only, yeah. the, only one, the only one we've got is Westhoff. I think it's going to be a team defence sort of um, match-up, which is what's going to stop them from kicking goals this week, I think. They're going to rely on some of their smalls. McPherson had a really good pre-season. 
Ben Ainsworth is dangerous in front of goals. Uh, David Swallow spent a bit of time up forward this year, and I imagine he'll kick some goals as well. Um, we'll probably see someone like Lemons go up there, maybe. Um, you know, they've, they've got some potential goal kickers, but I think we've got them covered in that area, I would hope. I would have thought so. I mean, but I don't know. I guess I just look at it and it, it doesn't look like a really threatening team. And if we're going to be fair to this year, it should be a team that we can cover quite well. It should be a team that we should be beating, for sure. Like, you look at our forward line, we've got Robbie Gray, who's going to be dangerous. Rosie's going to be dangerous. Uh, Pau Pepper had a really good preseason. Uh, Zach Butters can kick goals. We've got Motlop that kicked three in, what, five minutes in the in the first game, in the preseason. Todd Marshall had a really good preseason. We've got goal kickers everywhere. Um, so I would hope that we've got enough up forward to uh, to trouble them, for sure. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you look line for line. I think our defence is a lot stronger, a bit more experienced, or a lot more experienced. Um, you know, we've got a we've got a um, a pretty mature and experienced midfield. I think um, that game two of the trial series really sort of cemented Rockcliffe's round one selection. A few people yep. were were saying that he was going to be out for round one, but. Um, you know, so I think our, our midfield should account for theirs uh, quite well. And I think our forward line definitely, even though our tall forwards probably is our Achilles heel that dicks it out, but I think our forward line looks a lot stronger than theirs. Yeah. Well, the player that may have uh, taken the spot of Rockliffe, Willem Drew, um, is injured now. He's just had foot surgery, so he's going to miss some time, um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he just can't what seem sort to of, get What a... sort of injury? Uh, I think it was um, uh, it was a small fracture in his foot, I think. So he's had some corrective surgery on that. Uh, so you imagine he'll mm. be out for probably four to six weeks with that, uh, which is unfortunate because uh, you know, he had a really good game against the Crows in the under-23s game. And um, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing what he could do at the start of the year, but uh, so it's a little bit disappointing. He just can't seem to get a real decent crack at it, Willem. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think his pre-season was that fantastic, though, to be honest. Like, he, uh, in the second trial game, I, know, I didn't really notice him too much. So well, he only played, um, but yeah. like, 25 minutes in that game. Correct. And that was the only game he played exactly. for the power. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. So he didn't really... He either didn't get the opportunity or he wasn't knocking the door down um, to get in. So... Uh, Look, at the end of the day, um, well, I guess we've, that's the one area we do have depth, fortunately. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's if we're going to get an injury, um, that's the, probably the best place to get it. I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, the two debutants for Gold Coast go, Noah Anderson and Matty Rao. Um, they've got Connor Butterick as well. I'm not really expecting too much from him, uh, but it's good for, for them that uh, he's getting a game so early on as well. But... Uh, Matty Real and, and Noah Anderson, they were they were guns at under-18 level, so uh, it would be interesting to see how they play and whether Matty Real can sort of mirror Ollie Wine's debut performance in his first game for Port Adelaide. Well, I mean, this is your area, isn't it? The draft and the, the players, and they were, they were highly uh, spoken about. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I guess they're coming up against some big bodies in the Port Adelaide midfield. So, um, 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Well, the midfield is where this one's going to be won or lost, I reckon. Um, you know, Gold Coast midfield isn't actually too bad. I think Wits and Lysett's going to be a really important matchup. If Wits, um, you know, he was their best and fairest last year. If he has a really good game, um, and we know that Scotty Lysett, uh, certainly in the last game against the Dogs, you know, he didn't put in his best performance. If Wits can get on top there and sort of feed their midfielders, then it might put a fair bit of pressure on. But they've got some uh, interesting midfielders as well. You know, Miller can do a decent defensive job. Weller gets a bit of the ball. I think Hugh Greenwood's going to be a really good player for them this year. Brandon Nellis as well provides them with a bit of run on the outside, which they, they've they kind of lacked uh, a bit. They've got Braden Fiorini as well. And as I said, Rowland uh, and Anderson should add a fair bit as well for them. Yeah, well, it makes the game interesting to watch, doesn't it, to see how those, uh, the new recruits and the young players go and... Uh... And how Port Adelaide and Gator. Um, but yeah, I think the Wits, Wits hasn't been horrendous against us, hasn't he? He's, he, he's I wouldn't say ruckman. he's the best. Yeah, he's not the best ruckman in the league. But I, I always, when I think of Wits against playing against he's us, been he's in the top always, six or seven. He's, yeah, he's always influential in the ruck, and I think that could be our Killy Hills with an out of form injured Scott Lysard. Um, so if he can if he can feed them well enough, their midfield, well, that could be a potential issue for us. That's it. All right, prediction time, mate. Who wins, how much, and why? I'll go Port Adelaide by 26 points. I think we've, we should have enough depth to have them covered. Um, I'm not going to cite pre-season form, otherwise I'd sound like a hypocrite. Fair enough. I think uh, it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a very tight game. I think Gold Coast... Uh, uh, in some good form at the moment. They'll go in with a lot of confidence. We should be going in as well with a lot of confidence. Um, them playing at home in front of no one, they're kind of used to that, so I don't think that's going to have much of a of a difference for them. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be one and lost in the midfield. This one, if we can get uh, some midfield uh, dominance going, I think we've got the forward line to kick uh, too many goals for them to deal with. Uh, so I'm going to say Port Adelaide by 17 points in this one. Yep. Who's going to lead? You're putting the kiss of death on. No, I'm putting the kiss of death on. Round one, mate. Why not? Uh, I'm going to go safe. I'm going to say uh, Robbie Gray. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to say Brad Ebert with four. <laughs> How? What would you be not? like if George Artis? What would you be like if George Artis got like five goals? Uh, this is a. This is a kid-friendly um, podcast, mate, so I'm not going to say what I'll, I'll, I would be doing. Uh, on, right, on to some big footy questions. Uh, I've got a couple from Simba here. First one is, what are your car ownership histories? Okay, so very quickly, I had the uh, the Premier Holden, Holden Kingswood that I used to drive for my father, the old station wagon with the, the wind-down back window. And, uh, and then I upgraded to the Datsun 120Y. Uh, and then I went to a very rusted out Mazda Capella, um, which was an amazing car, actually. It was so light. And even though it had a crappy four-cylinder, it flew. And then, uh, and then I upgraded to, when I got my first job as an accountant, I upgraded to the Tiger Mica uh, Holden Commodore. Do you remember those? No, I don't remember those. That was the in the early two thousands. The Tiger oh, Mike okay. was that like the metallic orange. Oh yeah, and uh, I think it was the yeah. VS. 
and uh, and then I had a a Kia Rockstar, which was like a, a cheap ripoff version of the Jeep. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I don't know, just uh, I don't know, I just went sort of once I ran my business, I just sort of had Commodores and just got brand new cars, so I didn't have to worry about the uh, the servicing issues. Fair enough. That's about it. Pretty boring. And now I drive a Kia Sportage. Nice. How risque am I? <laughs> Mate, not as boring as me. I started with a Holden Nova. That was great. And um, then went to a, a, Maz, a Magna, a 2000 Magna, oh, which yes. was pretty good. That was a good oh. car. I like that. Burned through the petrol, though. That was the problem. Um, then went to a Mitsubishi ASX, which was decent, but didn't have much guts. And now I'm driving a CX-5. Classy. You know what's funny, though? Like, watching one of those Holden station wagons drive up the old Willunga Hill, I tell you what, that car just used to make it to the top of the hill. (laughs) (laughs) Had had about 10 Uh, kilometres an hour. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I like it. Uh, Another question Mm. from Simba. Uh, this one's black, white, and teal, and be called the sharks, or black, white, and silver, and be called the pelicans. I'd go the pelicans. I'd go the sharks. Pelicans. Go the sharks. You bloody pelican. <laughs> uh, Memphis has asked which rookies deserve to make their debuts in round one. Well, obviously, Georgiades is in. Um, that's probably the only I think, one. I, I think that is the only one. Yep. I think, uh, obviously, Bergman's been injured. Uh, Williams had looked impressive, but obviously behind a few others at the moment. And Mead might have been a chance if he was fit, but obviously his hamstring's a bit of an issue. Mm. Yeah, Georgiatis, it's logical. It's only one, really. Yeah. I noticed that they people were talking about uh, Williams was a bit of referencing to his tank. Oh, yeah. Like, not... he, he needed... Look, he's not the fittest guy, I don't think, or he wasn't last year, but I'm sure he would have worked on that. Um, but look, he's a forward, you know. He's just a natural forward. Mm. Mm. So look, there's some exciting players there. Hopefully they come in soon. That's it. Uh, next question from uh, Capital Power. With no SANFL, will we be more or less conservative with selections, given it's harder for players outside the 22 to show their worth? Well, you'd think so. Yeah. I w- Training I form so is good well. form, though, Macca. Training form is good form. We know that. Uh, AFL 2004 has said, what's the oddest port game ever? No, I thought he was making... Ref- he says, oddest port game ever. Mm. I thought he was questioning, is this the oddest port game ever? Mm. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Have I thought must so. admit, like... It's like a for me. It's like a punctured balloon. I I really have minimal enthusiasm for the whole AFL at the moment. Like it just it seems like with everything that's going on, it just seems trivial to me. It is a bit. And I'm finding I'm finding it, and I'm finding it very hard to be sort of excited. I guess it's for me. It's just the fact that it's almost. 100% 100% inevitable that we'll be stopping the season very, very shortly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's almost like you get a bit of a taste and then you got to stop again. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little bit hard to get excited about it, but 
Um, Did you see my um, my question I posed last night about should we should the AFL have taken the um, the Dutch approach and uh, and just because they're fit and fit players, they're probably going to recover pretty quickly. Um, should they have just exposed the players to the virus, had it, get through it, and then they can play the season continuously? Yeah. Don't know. I'm not sure. Well, that's what they're doing. So in Holland, I had read an article, they're doing the opposite to everybody. And the ones that aren't vulnerable, they're basically trying to get them to get infected by it. So they yeah. build up their immunity and they can move on faster, yeah. which is quite interesting. That is interesting. Um, I guess our issues like healthcare and lack of hospital beds and all that sort of stuff, I guess. But mm. that is, it's an interesting take on it. Well, it, was, it, will be, it will be interesting to compare the uh, uh, how many times we can say interesting in the next five minutes, but mm. uh, it will be interesting to see how that plays out with their healthcare system and capacity compared to the way that we're trying to do it in the other part of the Western world. Yes. This one's also interesting from Butters Made Me Do It. Uh, who will sell us cold pies if it's a lockout? Not the SMA. That's, uh, that's 100% sure. So, Soto's um, Fish and Chips. Yep, we don't sell cold pies, mate. We don't sell any pies, but uh, we do sell fish and chips and we'll be open. So, yeah. Have you deep fried a pie, Macca? No. Can no. you can you do, not, do that this week? Not on my list of things that have been deep fried, no. Can you can you go to the food land and, and get a black and gold pie and chuck it in the deep fryer and see how it goes? Mate, the food land's pretty scarce of uh, most things at the moment, so <laughs> probably not. Because I don't think there's uh, they've got any pies. Maybe in a couple <laughs> of months. Toilet paper? How's, your, how's your toilet paper supplies? Look, I've I've got a lot of toilet paper, which is good. I'm a regular, once a week, buy a packet of toilet paper, regardless of whether we use it or not. So, <laughs> thankfully, that uh, that idea has paid off in dividends because we've got plenty at the moment. So, and who's good. this butters made me do it? persona anyway who is this person the old porsche the porsche who's porsche who's porsche i don't know i forgot we need to get porsche back on the podcast that's what we need to do that's what interstater is as well should we should we do like a uh should we do a three of us on the podcast we should maybe maybe we're going to need to it's going to be tumbleweeds shortly in the next couple of weeks maybe the three of us can just get on a ramble maybe Maybe. Last question I've got is from Andre, which is uh, EBIT, unfit, past it, or the right selection? Past it. I would say past it as well. But uh, look, fingers crossed he can, he can come out and have a great game. That's what we all want to see. Yes. Same. I'm che- he's in, so I'll be cheering him. That's it. Is there uh, any other keen. games this weekend that you're pretty keen on, mate? Uh... Let me have a look. I've tipped the Bulldogs to beat Collingwood. Yeah, I think that's probably game of the week, this one. Dogs versus Collingwood tomorrow um, night. That'll be really good. So I, that does capture my interest. Say so GWS Geelong's a, a good matchup. Yeah. And well, maybe North Melbourne, St Kilda. Yeah, I reckon that'll be a good game. Just to see how much St well, Kilda new, has actually improved. Two new improved. coaches. See how the former port players go, you know. Yep. Have we actually missed out on anything? You know, 
they're, they're probably my two games. So yeah, yeah. both Dougal and uh, Paddy Wright are named for St Kilda, so yeah, sure there'll be I plenty see. of supporters King. watch that. And Max yeah. King as well for his debut. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know how much I'll see AFL wise, but um, anyway, but they would be the if I do watch anything, they'd probably be the two games. That's it. I've got to be. I've got to be careful. The missus isn't a big uh, footy fan, so I've got to sneak it in when she's not looking. That's it. I like it. Well, mate, that's it for this evening. So, how how's your business going through this uh, this period of uh, craziness? Uh, no downturn yet, mate, but it's early days. Oh, that's great. Well, I mean, it's a small shop, right? So you sort of you don't have that congregation. You're not like a sit down restaurant. So um, no, I, and. Yeah, and I think uh, people are going to be looking for takeaway food. You on Uber Eats, Mecca? We are. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, dear, geez, do you reckon it would last? And from, uh, yeah, from Semaphore to North Adelaide, what do you reckon? Oh, definitely not. No. Do you reckon get a bit soggy? Well, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. You get a bit soggy. All right. So you might have to eat it at the out. beach, mate. Yeah. Look, obviously, I know a lot of business people, and um, and there's a lot of business people doing it tough, which in turn means there's a lot of employees doing it tough. Yeah. You know, and so I had a call with one business owner today, and um, their revenue is white. You know, from nine hundred a month to one fifty, uh, they're looking at. You know, it's. Um, it's just crazy, right? Yeah. Just what's and in a different. I can't obviously talk sectors and all that sort of stuff, but yeah. So I feel for a lot of people. Like if I say business owners are doing it tough, the employees are going to be doing it tough too. So um, yeah, I just fingers crossed we we get through this very very quickly. Indeed. Um, and uh, look, the only thing I can say is the share market's been thumped. And it's going to get, if we have to do a full lockdown like that's been proposed in America, the only thing I can recommend to people is don't be too spooked by the share market. I think once it gets to its bottom, if it goes around 4,000 or below in points, um, speak to someone that uh, is knowledgeable, uh, not me because I can't give you advice in the share market, but uh, there will be opportunities going forward to make gains in the share market. So. Find a find the right person and get some advice on it, and uh, and don't be scared of it. That's that will be my tip. If you've got any money to do it, fingers crossed. I like it. Well, until uh, Monday. Come up here. Is the whole round going to go through? Will they cancel it halfway through? I hope not. (laughs) Well, what happens, Mako? Like Saturday afternoon. Gets reported, uh, Travis Boak has got corona. Well, then they won't is play that, the game. Is that it? That'll be it, mate. Just just that game or the whole round? Oh, I would think they would probably play the rest of the games. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Well, that's it. We'll uh, see you all on Monday or Tuesday next week. That's it. Go the power. Very interesting. One last hurrah. Loads up. They need a mark and then a goal. West off almost. Motlock couldn't quite. Enright. Good tackle. Cassisi to win it. Cassisi does win it. Oh!